Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't miss game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents the College Football Roundtable. What's up, everybody? Trash Talkers Ring Knocker Radio is in the building. Another crazy week in college football. Smarty got smacked around. The Ducks laid an egg in Utah. And the burning question is, when does Spencer Rattler hit the transfer portal? Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Rob, the Angry Colonel. I am your host for College Football Roundtable, or if you prefer, Ring Knocker Radio. I'm joined today by Dan in coastal Connecticut. Jordan in Atlanta and James in Oklahoma. So we'll roll right into the Service Academy update real quick. And Dan, if you would, just catch us up on what happened last week in Service Academy action. Yeah, so Army beat UMass 33-17 in a game that uh, we talked about quite a bit uh, on, the sh- on the other show. So if you missed that, check that out. But uh, yeah, maybe Army's coaching staff is going to analyze this from like a loss. We'll see. Army's defense played really well. Held UMass to 10 first half points and scoreless in the third quarter. Uh, Army's offense ran for 377 yards. However, they passed for just two of 12 for 42 yards. A win is a win, but this was definitely one with its share of teachable moments. Uh, Navy lost on senior night, very unusual for them, uh, to East Carolina. They snatched defeat from the jaws of victory by not being able to stop the Pirates in the fourth quarter, culminating with a 54-yard winning uh, 54 yard game winning field goal with no time on the clock. Um, yeah, Rob wrote something mean here. I'll just say, uh, that was an amazing kick. So, uh, you know, it does suck to lose on senior night to have two wins, but who knows? They might be Temple this, this week. Finally, uh, Air Force edged the University of Nevada in triple overtime, uh, by a score of 41 39. The Zoomies ran the ball for 476 total yards, but could not stop the Wolfpack passing attack. Air Force is now eight and three. They're the number one team in the Mountain Division of the Mountain West. And uh, they look like they're going to go to the Mountain uh, West Championship game with a win over UNLV this week. Uh, we'll see. Finally, last note uh, the Merchant Marine Academy closed out its nine and one season with a win against Western New England, 63 35. Unfortunately, their one loss uh, kept them out of the D3 playoff. And as we know, the Coast Guard Academy finished just two and eight on the season. Uh, time for finals. You know, being a student athlete on a non-competitive team sucks. Um, that's it. By the way, one thing on uh, Air Force, uh, they are tied with Utah State, I believe, in the rankings. So uh, if Utah State wins this weekend, Air Force will not go to the Mountain West because Utah State wins the head-to-head. It is a three-way tie. Oh, it's a three-way. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's okay. that's what all the Zoomies thought. But then uh, gotcha. I I, I forget what wackiness happened, but there was some wackiness. So there's a three-way tie. So now um, that's that's why Air Force suddenly looks like they are, in fact, going to go if they win this weekend. Huh. Good yeah, to know. Thank you. If, if, like, everybody wins or two win and one loss, like, there's some weird scenario. Like, the most likely, based on ESPN and FBI, to happen is, like, the also weirdest scenario. And then that would allow Air Force to then be the winner of the three-way tie. 
Right. Yeah, they got down to like the fifth or the sixth tiebreaker. It's it's legitimately crazy. But, you know, hey, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, so bottom line, Army has a tough matchup against Liberty this week and then a bye week going into Navy. Air Force is playing well, bounced back after the loss to Army. Like we just talked about them, they, they look like they got some more football ahead of them. And finally, uh, Navy, man, they look good occasionally. They haven't been good at finishing games. Uh, we'll see what happens at the end of the season, but I, I kind of doubt personally that Ken, uh, Coach Ken is going anywhere. All right, gents. Uh, Commander-in-Chief's trophy status, really quick, just as a quick update. As we noted earlier, it's going to be down to Army-Navy. Army wins uh, straight out. They can retain the Commander-in-Chief trophy, get the plaque added. If not, it's a three-way – well, it's a three-way tie, and it basically stays – uh, at Army, but there is no plaque this season. Anyway, moving on to the top 10. Uh, Jordan, if you don't mind, could you cover what action happened this week in college football in the rankings? Yes, sir. So the week 12 damage to ranked teams was bad, but still a uh, record-setting year with 74 ranked teams losing. Uh, 11, 12, 21, and 25 all lost this weekend. Uh, number two, Ohio State beat number 12, Michigan State. Uh, Alabama beat Arkansas, 16 Utah beat at number 11 Oregon, massive playoff implications, and then unranked Clemson beat number 21 Wake Forest. So your new AP top 10 is Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Michigan, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Baylor, and then Oklahoma. Cincinnati does have a path to the playoff, but it will help a lot if Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game. Um it's going to be interesting to see how the committee construes some bullshit to rank Notre Dame <laughs> over Cincinnati, even though Cincinnati already beat Notre Dame. But wait for it. You know, Tuesday night, it's going to happen. We'll see. Uh, additional teams that are ranked in the top 25, BYU at 13, UTSA 11-0 at 15. Kind of reminds me of Coastal Carolina last season. Wisconsin at number 18. 19 is Houston. I guess uh, – Dana Holgerson bought himself another couple years, or at least another half season. Uh, number 21, <laughs> 22, San Diego State, and 23, Louisiana. Others receiving votes, Clemson and App State. Uh, expect to see Clemson probably 23 by the end of the year if they continue to win football games. <laughs> That's All amazing. Right. So, yeah, so back to Jordan's previous point is the fix in for Bama. You know, and, and we talk about this all the time because, like, everybody loves Alabama in the, the championship playoff except for, like, no one else in the country except for Alabama fans. But uh, if they lose in the Iron Bowl this week, does it make a difference? Uh, yeah. There's, there's just no way that they can get in with two losses. I think they got to win the SEC championship to get in. Now, the one that's going to get in is Georgia pretty much no matter what. Um, so if Alabama somehow sneaks in and, and wins the SEC, then that's when Cincinnati gets bumped because you have to have the two SEC teams, my personal opinion. Exactly. And then you'll get a Big Ten team. They'll find a way to get a Big 12 team or freaking take Notre <laughs> Dame before they take Cincinnati. Um, I think, yeah, I think it makes a difference. I mean, Auburn is, is pretty terrible. There's rumors already swirling that their coach is going to leave. So, wow. Um, but by the way, I, I am not so sure. Like, if, if Alabama loses to Auburn, and I commend Dan for his committee, uh, you know, uh, uh, naiveness. So I yeah, no, no, no. I have the cynicism. <laughs> Dan, Dan is, uh, is, is quite a, 
are quite nice to the committee. I think that if Bama loses to Auburn and then beats Georgia, that Bama goes. Uh, I also think that if Bama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship, they'll still put them in over Cincinnati. Oh, 100%. No question. <laughs> yeah, that but is... nobody wants to see that. Like, how many times do we have to see two teams well, play let me, each other, let me play tell you each something. other in the championship game? There are millions more Alabama fans than there are Cincinnati fans, which means millions and millions more people are going to watch that game. Well, my only response to that is – you know that the toothbrush was made in Alabama because if it wasn't weighed anywhere else, it would be called a teeth brush. Let's move on. <laughs> hey, my girlfriend's from Alabama and we're going to the Iron Bowl this weekend. So play nice, Rob. <laughs> All right, games of the week. So we got Army at plus three and a half against Liberty on ESPN Plus, which is kind of sketchy. And we'll, we talked about that on the other show. Navy is minus 13. They visit Temple at noon on ESPNU. Again, this makes you scratch your head. It's like, why is the the more competitive contest on ESPN Plus? And Navy and Temple is on ESPNU. I don't think anybody is going to watch that game. And I guess they're trying to force people to subscribe. Who knows? Air Force is minus 18. They're hosting UNLV Friday night on uh, or Friday 3.30 on CBS Sports. And they will go to the Mountain West Championship game with a win. And it's rivalry, re- uh, rivalry weekend. Say that three times fast. Top-ranked matchups include Friday games will be Boise State versus San Diego State, number 19. You got Cincy and East Carolina. East Carolina is actually pretty good. They look pretty good against uh, Navy this week. I don't think that they stand a chance against Cincy, though. North Carolina, NC State. Saturday games uh, is the roundtable game of the week. It's going to be uh, the center of the country, the Great Lakes rivalry, we'll call it that. So we don't have to those names. But those of you that know, know what we're talking about. It's uh, the number four team versus the number six team up north. Uh, we got the Iron Bowl, which is number two Alabama versus an unranked Auburn. You've got Wisconsin, number 15 at Minnesota for the Big Ten West title. Is that even a thing at this point with those two teams? Uh, you got number 13, Oklahoma, who got a whole bunch of shade thrown on them after one loss Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Bedlam is going to be a good game. I think it'll be better than uh, – previously advertised you got number 10 wake forest they should be falling out of the top 10 because they've lost back to back against bc you've got miami of ohio and kent state for a shot at the mac championship then you've got vt at the cavaliers and that is the slate for this week we'll roll to james with the pick and trap games of the week and kind of give us a rundown of the overall scoring percentage that we're at yeah so dan and rob split this week uh, and Jordan went. I really, really hate down it. one. I don't <laughs> like this game. I don't like where we're at in the season. I don't want to play this anymore. I just, I want to go home. Well, Jordan had Wake Forest plus three and a half, which did not happen. Uh, luckily for Jordan, Rob uh, also missed one with Ohio State, Michigan State over 66 and a half. Michigan State did him in on that one. Uh, he did hit with Illinois plus 12, though. And uh, Rob hit with Air Force plus two, but missed with Army UMass uh, over 56. Rob, uh, excuse me, Dan, also uh, missed this year with a Tennessee under six, which was a preseason win total bet, betting against his own, his own team there. Uh, but, but They're dead to me. <laughs> the scores on the year right now are Dan plus three. Rob minus one and Jordan minus 
three. With that said, you have a couple, I guess you have uh, uh, two more weekends, Jordan, uh, to catch Rob. So you might have to start betting on two games a week here. Uh, but we have week 13 in conference championship weekend before Army Navy. Uh, Dan, what are your bets for this weekend? Uh, I kept it in the group of five this week. Uh, Miami of Ohio plus one at Kent State. Um, man, I don't know why I have sudden faith in the Miami Ohio Red Hawks, but they uh, they have come around at the right part of the season. They found ways to win games, and I certainly hope that they will win this one because that will help Army. Plus San Diego State plus two and a half points at home versus Boise State. Did not realize that the Aztecs were home underdogs to Boise State, but that's usually a pretty good bet. And my trap game of the week, uh, Rob just said that this was dumb, but I think Cincinnati, East Carolina, Pirates are good. They've won four in a row. They beat Memphis. They beat Marshall. Offense is terrific. Not saying that they're going to win the game, but it's a dangerous game for uh, the Bearcats. Okay, Jordan, what do you got? So I was going to pick Cincy over East Carolina, and then I saw Dan's little comment right there, and I saw that he's six points ahead of me, and I was like, eh, I'm not going to pick that game. (laughs) So instead, I picked Iowa minus one and a half at Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska came out, even though they have three wins and, you know, Iowa has what, seven or eight and they're ranked, uh, Nebraska came out as the favorite. So I wish I kind of would have got that, um, anyway, but Iowa one and a half, I think they're a much better team than Nebraska. I think Nebraska will put up some fight for Scott Frost, but I don't really see them winning the game. Okay. So Jordan's got one bet, Iowa minus one and a half. Uh, Rob, what do you have? All right. So I will go with so for my pick of the week i'm going to take uh wisconsin over minnesota i think wisconsin will ed- has the edge in that game uh we'll see if old pj flex survives the rest of the season after he gets smacked around uh up north and then uh my trap game of the week is the iron bowl i mean like i always use uh send out gifs all the time and like i found a awesome one for the kick six i think that's within the realm of the possible for this for this week i mean alabama struggled they did not look good against arkansas arkansas took them to the limit in this game and going down into jordan hare stadium and it's jordan hare for you guys that are in the south it's jordan for everyone else in the rest of the country but uh <laughs> But I think the Iron, the Iron Bowl is a legitimate trap game just because they're looking towards the SEC championship and playoff uh, opportunities, and this can sneak up on them and bite them pretty badly. So I think that is going to be the game of the week. And you James, you said you, James, you said you had one thing, so well, let's go. Yeah, so uh, bowl eligibility, uh, big, big talk of the week. There are 72 bowl-eligible teams at the moment, 82 bowl spots available. Uh, so 10 more spots. Uh, most uh, experts are predicting somewhere between 79 and 81 teams are going to be fully bowl eligible, uh, which should mean that every bowl eligible team gets to go, uh, and we should have one uh, one to three five-one teams going. Uh, there are, if you guys are interested, uh, four matchups between five-one teams this weekend. So winner gets to go to a bowl and loser goes home. The biggest ticket one is Florida, Florida State. Uh, so that winner that I don't I don't know if that's ever happened before where uh, the winner it's happened twice play. before it happened in 2017 and then like the the 50s or something and right they just, when, when they had losing records yeah, yeah yeah but I'm saying where where the winner gets to go to a bowl and the other the season's done which is you know a, an added level of the rivalry there I have a, a sibling at Florida State now so that game suddenly matters more to me 
Uh, Rutgers and Maryland are going up in the Big Ten. Winner of that game gets to go to a bowl. Loser goes home. And then two out of Conference USA. Uh, you have Middle Tennessee State versus Florida Atlantic. And then Old Dominion versus Charlotte. The winner of those games get to go to a bowl. Oh, Old Dominion's way better than I thought they were. I didn't realize they were that good. Yeah, they were a really big turnaround this year after not playing football last year. All right, guys, I got to go. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks, well, Dan. We're at Dan's leaving, and we're getting ready to close this thing out anyway. Hey, everybody, continue to check us out. There's all kinds of activity in college football. All joking aside, here's your paid unpolitical announcement about enjoying Thanksgiving. Spend time with your family. Do not talk politics. Do not talk religion. Eat turkey. Eat pie. Watch football. Enjoy your weekend. Hey, everybody else that's out there, you know uh, which teams we're pulling for. If you don't, uh, please jump on to the Patreon. Get into the the Firsty Club because we have uh, picks in there every week that Dan and I do. And it kind of gives us a little bit more of our analysis on what's going on with college football, which are always welcome to join the As for Football gang or listen to the Veteran Trash Talk podcast. Regardless, we just like you guys supporting our content. We'll keep making it if you guys keep listening to it. And that is all I got. Beat the hell out of Liberty. Beat them. Thanks for listening to the As for Football College Football Roundtable. Join the As for Football team on our next episode as we bring you more hot takes and college football analysis. We would also like to thank our sponsor, UniformFlag.com, where 100% of the proceeds from all purchases go to the Lead the Way Fund. Show your service and support a great cause. You can also find us at AsForFootball.com and across all social media platforms. I would also like to give a quick shout out to our Globe Platform presenters of our video podcast at VeteranTrashTalk.com. 